Welcome to Tuesday's edition of the Fontenelle Final Bell. I'm Shaley Peters on the Rural Radio Network. And joining us today, our guest, Don Rose, U.S. Commodities. And quite the trade it was today, Don. We'll talk about the grain trade first. It was mixed, that corn especially, lower on the day. Yeah, you know, I think when you look at the uh, uh, the market today, I think really we spent a lot of time preparing for the report that's coming out on Thursday. And by that, I mean uh, we think that probably it's going to be statistically negative on the corn. By that, I mean you're going to carry over the acres that we uh, that the uh, NAS reported in uh, the June uh, report, and those are going to be carried over into the supply-demand balance table in the uh, WASDE report. So the bottom line is it's going to show probably a carryout somewhere between 1.7, 1.8 billion bushels. And uh, that was an anchor on the, the corn market today. Now, just the opposite on soybeans. I think some short covering, some evening up on soybeans ahead of the report on Thursday. The acres there are expected to drop uh, 4.6 million and then maybe even the yield down one to two bushels. So uh, it, the balance table getting tighter on soybeans, staying about the same, getting a little bit bigger on corn. The trade will not want to believe probably the corn and maybe won't even want to believe the bean uh, report. Now let's break down Thursday's report just a little bit more. Maybe some of your expectations as that approaches. Yeah, I think when you look at the actual numbers, when you drill down on it, I think what it's, you know, you're going to use the uh, corn acres down 1.1 million from the, uh, the estimates that we had in March. At, we probably are going to take the yield down uh, a bushel. Maybe you leave it unchanged, but somewhere's in that zone. So the bottom line is you're going to have the ending stocks on corn are still going to be uh, somewhere's around 1.7, 1.8 billion bushels. No uh, shortage of corn in the U.S., um, but I think we're the trade also is not going to believe those numbers, so we'll see. But on the soybeans... You know, we look for the yield to come down about a bushel. You're going to take the uh, acres down 4.6 uh, million acres. You're going to come up with a production probably somewhere down around 270 million. The ending stocks probably go down about 230 million. And your carryover drops from that billion bushel mark down to about uh, 800 million. So it's going to be a market that uh, we're also going to look at what happens in the wheat market. And the wheat ending stocks are going to remain large. You know, that's going to be an issue for the wheat market. Uh, harvest in the wheat area is uh, is large. But we look for the mild contraction on the uh, European uh, crop, the uh, Russian crop, and the Ukrainian crop, but still too much in the wheat market, too big a supply. All right. And one thing I know you wanted to touch on as far as grains are concerned, taking a closer look at where our funds are sitting. Yeah, you know, and this is one. The funds, remember back uh, the middle of May, they were uh, record short, you know, over 320,000 short on corn. Uh, then they, they pushed up uh, along the market, then they liquidated. They're sitting right now, sitting about 200,000 contracts long on corn. So I think a positive report, a positive weather, a positive fall, uh, early into the growing season, you know, they could push up to this 320,000 contracts long. But on the other side, uh, if we get a negative report, negative uh, production going forward, they can liquidate down into a negative again. And, you know, Sheila, this is the time of year where it's hard to go up just because the crop is usually uh, stabilizing, getting a little bit uh, better, at least in the, in the eyes of the marketplace. 
and uh, you know you kind of tread water waiting for a confirmation of yield but more so than anything this year you're also waiting for a confirmation of the uh, acres which we're going to get a better idea on the august 11th crop report will give us an update on acres and um, before that we're probably just in a wide swinging market I think everyone is certainly looking forward to those August numbers. Uh, just out of sheer curiosity, more than anything, coming off of that June report. So let's talk next about marketing opportunities and just marketing in this kind of environment, Don. Yeah, I think when you when you look at it, the bottom line is what are going to be the opportunities in this market. And I think while we watch the futures market, the uh, opportunities are, are probably as much as anything else in the cash market. And by that, I mean uh, the futures market on December corn up around 450, 55 is just going to be a real struggle. But the thing that you have to watch at the same time as we push up to those higher levels, what are the basis levels? We've got rail basis over in Columbus, Ohio right now about 75 over. You've got some of the western corn bases now moving to a 5 and 10 over. So the bottom line is if the basis levels push up past these historical numbers, Make sure you do some marketing on that, and then you can reown it through another uh, another method through options. Because even today, with the basis levels firming up, the Dece July corn spread uh, is running only about thirteen and a half cents. So pretty hard to carry corn uh, for seven months for thirteen cents. So uh, the opportunity is to move the cash when the basis is tight, the carry isn't there, and then reown it with some options going forward and. When you look over in the beans, uh, she looked kind of the same. Watch the basis level. Basis are going to struggle more on the soybeans because, you know, even uh, the seven or 800 million carryout is still too big. But uh, so there you probably have to watch the futures market uh, for opportunities. The cash basis probably doesn't firm up uh, as much. And then finally, maybe the million dollar question, where do we go from here? Yeah, you know, I think when you look at it, uh, we're probably with the uncertainty that we have on the acres and on the yield, it's probably going to take the fall uh, harvest. The combines are going to tell us uh, really where we, what we are deserving of a price. The historically, Sheila, in the short crop year, which we think we're in now, we put our tops in right as we're harvesting because you harvest, you find out the crop just isn't there. And uh, by that uh, time frame, the end user is panicking. You put a top in, the basis is tight, and uh, consequently people are putting cash uh, product into the market and, and you put a top in. So that's what I would look forward to. Don't put all your eggs in that basket, though, but, I mean, uh, you have to look forward to some the harvest and what the yield is. It's Don Rose, U.S. Commodities. You're listening to the Fontenelle Final Bell. Well, welcome back to Tuesday's edition of the Fontenelle Final Bell. I'm Shaylee Peters on the Rural Radio Network, and our guest here again today visiting with Don Rose. U.S. Commodities broke down the grain trade to begin with. Don, let's shift over to the livestock. I'm very excited to talk about the livestock today because they rallied big time. Yeah, you know, we did. It was a good day on the uh, the pork side. Of course, you know, we were under have been uh, under a lot of pressure down sharply yesterday, but today... We did a 180, and the hog market uh, goes up the limit on some uh, technical buying, some fun buying. But, 
you know, it's a market that I think when you look at it, that it we're under what the USDA targets were. And I think that's a big supportive factor. Remember, the, the government uh, says we're for the fourth quarter, not counting big Chinese business, that we're supposed to be around $75. And here we're sitting at uh, October D's, both uh, around that 70, 71 area. So I think we just got too cheap. And I think that's the thing that gave us a little bit of support here today. So let's get into our hogs first. We'll take a look at uh, that rally and China, a big factor there. Yeah, you know, it, it, this market is all about our huge supplies here in the U.S. You just can't say enough about that. Uh, we can't absorb all of the production that's coming at us. 4.4% uh, over a year, year ago, our uh, slaughter last week, our production 7.3% over a year ago. So we're going to have to rely on Asia and China. And so we're watching the Chinese prices very close. China's uh, pork prices were up about 1% overnight. We're up uh, 2.5% uh, this last so far this week. And year-to-date, we're up about 30%. So I think that's going to be the key. If their hog prices start to move up, that should be an indication that uh, maybe they're eventually going to come to the world for some pork and hopefully even to the U.S., if not through uh, directly through the back door. So I think that's the positiveness that we have underneath this market. That's the old positive and still the same positive. And let's talk a little bit more about, as far as our hogs are concerned, where the funds are sitting, Don. Yeah, you know, and that's the other one. The uh, the funds right now are sitting long, about 30,000 contracts of uh, hogs. They want to be positive to manage money. Um, the index fund, that's the one like the uh, stock market index funds where they're just the long-only funds are sitting along 75,000 uh, contracts of hogs that you know, not really changing. So I think they're optimistic that you're going to see some positiveness here. Remember, the funds are in it to manage money and to win. So they're underneath the market yet. So I think that's telling us a little bit of a positiveness is still here. Shifting over now, let's take a look at cattle. They saw some definite green on the screen today. Uh, those feeder cattle, especially uh, triple digit gains across the board there. Yeah, you know, I think the feeder cattle have all been about, uh, you know, we got down in some value levels. But we had a double-double today, and by that I mean the corn market was uh, down sharply. The back month of uh, cattle uh, moved up sharply, so you had the uh, overall break-evens, uh, you, you know, moved up, so you could pay a little bit uh, more for the uh, the feeders, and I think that's really what happened. It was a market that was sitting down at the low end of the range, waiting for some kind of catalyst, and you got that today. And you know, much like the uh, hogs and the cattle, I think we just got too cheap. Remember the first quarter of next year. The government has cash cattle at 125. Well, coming in into today, we were closer to 116 on uh, February cattle, so about nine dollars too low. So, I think we just balanced back to uh, where we really needed to be, as in the hogs. Well, not that we have big positiveness, but we just got too cheap, too quick here, not knowing the fundamentals going forward. Let's go back to talking about. We mentioned it in the hogs. We'll mention it here with the cattle, the funds, uh, where they're sitting with our cattle. Yeah, the funds, when you look at the uh, the funds, they're same thing as the hogs. They want to be long the hog market or the cattle market. They want to be long the hog market. The managed money sitting about 23,000 contracts long on the cattle. Index funds, of course, they're having a struggle much as they have in the hogs, but they're sitting long 110,000 contracts, down 6,000 on the uh, the week uh, uh, week to week. So when you look at it, the, I think it's a bit of a positive that the funds are uh, they're in it to manage money and they're willing to still sit on the positive side, the long side, if you will. So uh, that's a bit of a positive indication as we look at it. And then let's talk about this summer. I know you wanted to mention, what are your expectations as far as cattle are concerned this summer? 
Yeah, you know, I think when you look at the cattle market in the big picture, we usually put our tops in. Uh, our tops this year have been uh, in the, the spring. We're about 130. And on a typically uh, summer low, we break about 15%. Well, if you look at it, that puts cash cattle for a low around 109, 110 for a, a low. And the uh, futures market, when they got down to 103 on August, just got too low. We closed at 108, uh, 12 here today. So I think that what it really says is the cattle market uh, trying to put in a seasonal low here uh, got a little bit too low. The upside is probably going to be limited on the demand side. The real positiveness doesn't really kick in while we get buy signals, sell signals throughout uh, the, the summer. The uh, next real positive kicks in, in uh, more, more in the October time frame. All right. Thanks so much, Don. And if anyone wants to reach out to you outside of the final bell, what is the best way to do that? Yep, we always enjoy uh, hearing from people at U.S. Commodities. Our number is uh, 1-800-247-4071. It's Tuesday's edition of the Fontenelle Final Bell. Don Rose, our guest from U.S. Commodities. You're listening to the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.